It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, Meg Herber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. And welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider Podcast. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie, and you're listening to The Quiet Storm here on the Industry Insider as we listen to some deep cuts from Pink Floyd. All right, I don't know why I'm so mellow today. Maybe it's because last week was Vegas, and dang it, damn it, I'm tired. But you know what? We're going to pump up the energy here because i got three other hosts with me, and we're going to get to them in just a second. But first, I want to thank our great sponsor in Next Level Apparel. We all know that Next Level is absolutely synonymous with high-quality fashion forward t-shirts, tank tops, and fleece. And if you visited their booth last week in Vegas, you already know that. Or maybe you visited them at the ASI Orlando show. As 2020 begins, they're calling it the year of the Next Level. They're rolling out updated brand aesthetic, and they're relaunching their website that's going to reflect those changes. But they're rolling out brand-new garment styles, and the chief among them is the highly anticipated first unisex item in the Ideal Collection, the 1800. It's a fashion-forward short-sleeve unisex t-shirt that's made of carded ring-spun cotton. It's available in 19 colors and perfect for DTG, discharge, and screen printing. Part of Next Level's approach, though, when it comes to releasing new styles, is they really want to balance creativity with purpose, and I absolutely love that. They want to ensure all their innovations are useful, wearable, and most importantly for you, the distributor, sellable. They're motivated by making their customers' lives better and easier, and who doesn't want that? So go ahead and visit them at nextlevelapparel.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, the reason I'm so excited after the initial power down of this podcast is I get to hang out with my good friends, Jeff Franklin, National Account Manager of Headwear USA. Hey, that's me. We are good friends, Bill. We are. (laughs) My equally good friend, Stephen McFadden, President of Perfect Promotions and More. Hello, hello. My equally good friend, Meg Erber, the outside sales manager for SNX Activewear. It's me, Meg. It was great seeing you guys last week in Las Vegas. Always a good time. But we have a very important topic to talk about today. Is everybody ready to... to yeah. Oh, we, yeah. Can we handle this in an adult manner? Is that I, possible? Triggered. I think so. Yeah, we're going to so. do our best. We'll do All right. Best. Let's talk supply chain, people. Woohoo! Ooh. I right, think some, it's, it's this industry's favorite topic. Talking, yeah, someone seriously start <laughs> yeah. talking about supply chain, so I'm not sure what we're supposed to talk about. <laughs> I didn't do my homework. Well, I, the supply chain album that I'm working on drops in uh, February of 2021, so we'll have to... We'll What's have to, the hit signal? Is it, uh, yeah, single. It's called uh, Acquisition. Oh, that's uh, hot. <laughs> It's called, called don't, direct it's called don't direct sale. Can't, um, can't wait till that album drops. Yeah. So, I, so I think what we're all talking about here, um, or what we're getting at, is is there there is a supply chain in our industry. Um, whether you want to hear it or not, <laughs> whether whether you follow the the path that's that's laid out or, or you don't. I mean, I think we all understand. Um, there's factories, right, that manufacture the goods, and then are are purchased from the suppliers and then delivered to the suppliers that are then embellished at the suppliers. The distributors are buying from the suppliers for their end users. And that's kind of the direction that this thing's supposed to flow. I think there's some people that are, that are noticing that people are skipping some chains here. Is that, is is that what we think? think, Does that happen? Oh, it definitely (laughs) happens. It and, definitely does. You know, and I, I know we always, uh, if you look at like the Facebook pages and stuff, everyone's complaining. Um, mo- most of the people that complain are complaining about 
distributors I could direct. So I, I think I'd love, or excuse me, uh, su- suppliers. Suppliers, that are right. I would love to just take the, a different spin on it and maybe okay. just kind of fall on the sword because I, I think some of the concerns that we're seeing equally on that page is, you know, hey, I'm trying to figure out how to get this proper paperwork from this order that I went direct to China on. Uh, you know, have you guys had experience on that? You know, you see that on the board and I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, Oh, buddy! Like, like you're gonna get you're Yikes. gonna get torched on this page. Like, like we t- we get mad at them, but um, insert so, emoji of Michael Jackson eating popcorn on that one. Right. Yeah. So I I as the distributor seat here, bring it on. Just kind of throw it at me, and I'll I'll kind of take a take a fall for everyone here. So for everyone. Yeah, I guess I'll just I'll do that, Meg. So what do you, what do you think? All right. Well, you know, for there's that one bag company or drinkware company that's been doing it for years and. That's been bad business. Everyone bitches about it. Yes, people still use them. And that's kind of like as another supplier, you kind of look and you're like, well, if talking you're still, about you're discount con- mugs, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've been seeing people bitch about it for so long, especially the distributors that they're and they're still using them. Or you know, they're hey, I need you to price match this. No, you need to explain to your customer why you're not using them. Okay, that's not on us. I but, think they're actually registered as a distributor, though. With, with the discount mugs. Yeah. One of them is I don't even know anymore. I don't pay attention because it's not in my. It's well, not my but the, the difference is they still hurt. sell. They sell their product to other people. Like they're still manufacturing stuff themselves and then selling right. it into the into the supply chain or into the right. marketplace the, as well. The problem is they're selling it direct to the end users, cheaper than the distributors can get it. Therefore, pissing the distributors off. Am I right? Is that what the consensus is? The general consensus? Yeah. yeah. So because they, about... they operate under different lines, like Hurricane and so yeah, things. Yeah. So you go and you look them up, and the product availability, like our costs, is you know like on five percent margin versus what they can buy from direct on the website. So exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah. So in the apparel industry, believe it or not, we deal with this a lot. Um, it's very unfortunate. It's very backstabby and had a couple personal experiences that I am triggered Meg is about to discuss with y'all. I'm about to get, drop some knowledge. Okay. Y'all ready? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, a couple, a couple weeks ago we had this event, um, where we bring our customers in, we bring our mills. And so it's basically like a trade show. Okay. It's like, you're going to P- imagine you're at PPAI. Okay. And, but you're bringing your, you're bringing your customer with you, your end user, because you're, a, they're a big customer, whatever. And let's say you bring them up to Jeff's booth and Jeff's telling them, this isn't happening, by the way, just want to kind of analogy so you can kind of picture this. And Jeff's telling your customer what better deal they can give them if they buy it direct through him versus your distributor partnership. Yo, Triggered like, Meg, why you got to use me as the example, Because you're the other supplier That's in the group. That's so terrible. <laughs> so terrible. That does not happen, by the way. It does not way. happen. just want to say that one more time. One more time. does not happen. <laughs> but can you imagine the slap in the face that you feel, especially as a oh, distributor, if you're standing right there? So basically the same thing happened to me. I bring a customer. It's actually Susan from Artcraft. We, were, we went up to one of my vendors at this event, and he was like, oh, you're from X, Y, or Z, the, the city in, in general. And he's like, oh... And he just blurted out another name of another, um, one of her competitors. And she's like, I'm like, nope, that's not her. That's one of her competitors. And then he started going on and on about all the direct business that he does with his customer. And I was like looking at him like, am I hearing this right? Am I literally hearing this right? And I said, well, that's nice that he's going through you and not me, but okay. And I, I, I let it go. And, but he kept going. He just kept going going and then I just we just walked away it was super uncomfortable Susan looked at me like how did you not just snap on that guy 
told my boss, moved on, didn't think anything of it. So then I had um, one of the, my mill reps, another mill rep, a different mill rep, uh, riding with me a couple weeks ago, and uh, we went into said customer, the one that he was, that the mill was referring to, and I was like, you know, I thought I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. I said, you know, maybe, maybe he was just telling my customer all the direct business that this other customer goes through through my competitor. Am I making sense? Or am I just? I'm, I know I'm like saying a lot of non names. I'm trying to keep the arrow straight. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Okay. And I'm like, I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I misheard him. No, I didn't. Not only does this guy buy direct, he was like, oh, that's nothing. This guy gives me hotels in Vegas, invites me to his house in California. And I'm like, and this, the list was going on. It was like a shopping <laughs> list of all the, the kickbacks. So my other mill rep, it was with Bella Canvas. She was with me. And I was like, you, you can understand this now. You can understand why nobody wants to ride with you. And it's not because of you, but it's because of people that are really doing us dirty. Like they're literally selling to our customers right in front of us. And that means you are, it means every, everybody is. You might not be, but it sucks. It really sucks. And we, <clears throat> same mill, okay? We're waiting for our 2020 pricing. So I can give some customers some program pricing for one of their um, government contracts. Okay, they needed it yesterday. I've been waiting, waiting. It keeps getting pushed back, pushed back. The guy from the mill says, okay, no price increase on these two pieces, 5%. I'm sorry, he told the customer this. He told the customer no price increases on these two styles and a 5% increase on, this, on, on style three. He came to us and said no price increase on one style, 3% on the second style, five percent on the third style mind you we're all talking so we kind of know what's going back and forth and then the distributor gets upset with me he thinks that i'm lying and i'm like listen this is his mo okay you guys have to understand that you can either continue to do business with him go direct and and know that he's going to tell you what you want to hear or we can lock this in and you get your free shipping you get this and this is what it's going to be but this is our price this is firm so then the customer went back to the mill and he said what's going on he's like we had a discussion in length two days ago about this and he goes oh my friend that's the price if you go through me wow. so hmm. we're supposed these are supposed to be our partners am i right like you're supposed yeah. to be our partner why are you trying to sell to my customer at a lower price it's biting the hand that feeds exactly so, so meg so, this actually just i just thought of something and this is not something i would have thought of if you didn't tell that story but there is some, I feel like there's some confusion within the suppliers, uh, supply chain. And, and I'll, let me ref, kind of sure. elaborate on that. So it specifically happens a lot with apparel. Like, so I know like you can get Augusta th from Augusta, but you can also get Augusta from Alpha, right? So you mm -hmm. can get like different headwear lines directly from them specifically, but you can also get them through a Sandmar or an Alpha or a SNS. And so, but we've have reps come sometimes from those independent companies, um, and then also from the the you know the the, the bigger company right that has right. them or that offers like I'm them. coming in, I'm showing you my hats, my Augusta, my Tommy Hilfiger. I'm showing it all to you. Yeah. And you have the so like if rep, a if a Bella Canvas rep, rep yeah. came to right. us versus if an Alpha rep or a Sandmar or an SNS rep came to us or a Comfort Colors, like like you can go to those people they have reps but you know I, it, it, how about you explain it to us because I, I, I don't know like what's so, right and wrong there like that seems to me to be legit they all got sales people they all have sales people they all are they do unfortunately. When, a, when a supplier wants to use a wholesaler as a distribution outlet they typically give a discounted rate to the wholesaler uh, so that they can sell at at 
the list price of the supplier, uh, right. at least in our situation. That's how it works with anybody that we wholesale through. So would anyone um, be upset or should they be upset if they offer their product that way? If well, they, I mean, if, if a distributor decides to go directly to one of those people, versus they shouldn't that. be. But when the supplier is trying to undercut, like in this situation, Meg was yes, talking about a mill, when bad. the mill is trying to undercut the wholesaler, dirty. that's dirty. Like that's, that's, that's you know, yeah. yeah. Agreed. So, but so we, in this circumstance, though, I think this this example happens a lot. Like this is this one's like obvious in Vegas. You walk, you see the direct lines versus the right. The right. Mega. So how do, right. how should we as a distributor look at that? Should we be like should we be concerned about that? Should we not care? Does it matter? Does it affect you person? Like does it yes, affect those yes, people yes, personally? Yes. Okay. So there's 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 different. So every company is a little bit different. And I'm going to talk about Belly Canvas just for a moment because um, I feel like it. It opened our eyes to a lot because I, I became friends with our Bella Canvas rep. I'm also friends with the Next Level rep, very good friends with both these guys. So when I was bringing that Bella Canvas rep on these meetings with me, I was trying to open up her eyes because we, we, she wasn't explaining to us what her role was um, well. And I don't think it was her fault. It's just what she was told her role was. But I said, listen, you're going, you're going into our accounts, okay, with or without us. And it kind of looks like you're you're selling direct behind our backs as well. She's like, oh my gosh, absolutely not. I'm like, well, you keep saying you have a book of business and it's the same as our book. So like, what does that mean? She's like, no. What her, their role is, was to, they, ha, they do have a book of business and these are the accounts that they have to grow through the distribution channels. So basically when my Bella Canvas, my rep comes into your Meet your building it's because she's trying to grow your account through me usually i would go in there with her but if i'm like i'm not going in there with you then she has the option to grow it through alpha or sandmar does that make sense mm-hmm. so she has to grow your account one way or the other so she can either grow it through me she can grow it through my counterparts at sandmar or at alpha broder so they are trying to work with us and it's literally whoever's going to work with her the most or work within that territory so that's one type of company and then you have the people like augusta or Badger, and we've, it's, how it's been explained to us is that they have these set clients, okay? They're not necessarily competing against us, but they're not really going... It's really, it's really tough. It's they're confusing. not, they're not an extension of SNS like, like Belly yeah. Canvas or actually Sportsman Caps and Bags. Great mill. They literally work with us. They do not try to sell direct. Where you might get email blasts from them, it's because they are a direct extension of us. I, I can actually send their reps out on my behalf and not have to worry about it. And they're like, no. We're here on behalf of SNS. Here's my number, but you know everything's gonna be funneled through SNS. Same with independent trading. They might have their their set customers that they've developed. Fine, but if I call up Pat Grot and I'm like, Pat, I'm going into this customer. I I'm taking you in there. I don't want you selling to him. He makes a note in the account. There's no drama moving forward. If that account calls hmm. them up, they say, Sorry, we we don't sell direct to end users. Please go through SNS or please go through Alpha. So. That's the kind of relationships that suppliers want and that we value. And guess what? Those are the products that I'm going to push, 100%. So there's, like, there's other people like Augusta. Yeah, I can sell it. You can sell it. Or they can sell it to you as well. You know, it's just easier sometimes to buy it from us because let's say you're buying like 10 different things and then it all combines into that free shipping threshold. You know, you have to hit $200 versus you might only be buying $100 worth of Augusta and then the rest of it's Gildan products or whatever. You can put, you can combine it all to get that free shipping, and you know, and it's, it's starting to happen better. more and more with product too. You know, I, you know, you know, some some of them are via acquisition, and some of them are just, you know, I'll carry your product um, as a bigger supplier. You know, like like for right. example, like hit hit carries Waterhog mats from Logo Mart, Logo mats, and you know things like that. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, I've even asked the Logo mats folks. I'm like, do you 
will you get mad if I order from here versus here? Like what, what's this relationship? Like, should I freak out? Like, I, like, I don't know. Are you going to yeah. hate me now? And, but it, I feel the same way when it, when it comes to some of the apparel, like, you know, I'll have someone come in and be like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like my new LP will be supply chain confusion, um, on that album coming out. So, um, <laughs> that's a good one. What, you know, I, I, totally, I, like I can get that because when I was, we talked about the acquisitions in an earlier podcast, we'll, when I was selling blanks to, to Jetline, like, okay, well, my customers asked me, well, are you going to get mad at me if I buy it from you or from Jetline? At, at that point, I'm, I'm giving the same pricing. So no, like I, I'm still getting the sale regardless. And I feel like that's how our mills should be looking at it. They're getting the sale regardless, whether someone buys it from us or from them. So you should really work and, and, and help your partners. The partners are your, your it's the supply chain. Work with them more. And that's the same mm-hmm. as other suppliers in the industry. Like we don't, when people are like, oh, are you going to go direct? Oh, I don't want to deal with the end user. I don't want to deal with that headache. I don't want to, I don't, yeah. I don't want that. So, That's so Jeff, I, I have a question for you. Cause I think I've asked you this before. So sure. part of my other confusion is like, I walk the trade show floor and there's companies on the trade show floor represent, you know, being a supplier and they are direct to China import mm-hmm. people. Like it's mm-hmm. literally, literally the name of their company is like, direct to China or greater China or <laughs> yeah, greater like, China, China and, global, and, whatever and, that is. And again, yeah. uh, hit, hit up my new single. Like, I don't know like how to feel like I'm like, well, I'm really I, surprised that, that, <laughs> I mean, I, I know PPAI does a hell of a lot better job than ASI as far as vetting, uh, companies like that, that sort of, um, introduce disintermediation. Oh, Bill. I was waiting for that um, word. Thank oh, you. <laughs> that is your SAT word of the week, the folks. Yeah. You know, so, you. And I, so you. I'm surprised thank to you. see them, you know, on the floor, but you're absolutely correct. There are, uh, you know, agents uh, that, that, you know. Brokers, m- yeah. 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 So you they're still. Agents. Yeah, it's a broker, an agent, like whatever you want to call it. They they are they're acting similar to a supplier, but without any stock and stuff like that domestically. So, um, you know, typically anything that you're ordering from those guys, in my experience, and maybe I'm completely wrong here, uh, could be completely, um, you know, could could be completely custom overseas stuff. And in that situation, like if you uh, if you feel in froggy, then go ahead and leap. But I can tell you, we deal with China every day, and it's not easy. So if you want to go exactly. directly to China and experience that headache without an insurance policy, uh, aka your supplier, um, then you know that's completely your prerogative. But I would I would strongly caution against it because it you can really go upside down very fast. Exactly. I mean, the the suppliers are the ones that have those relationships with the people in China, the brokers. They're the ones that are have, making sure that the products are tested, which is I feel like the most important thing in this industry right now is the the safety and compliance and everything. And you do have that insurance policy, which is the supplier. So why not? Just because you're trying to save ten cents on an umbrella or a hat? Like, come on, man. So like, what? What are those people then? Are they suppliers? Technically, uh, are, technically, that's what they're set up as. But they, they don't really. They don't. Providers? They don't carry any don't stock, know. though. <laughs> to my knowledge, I mean, maybe they're maybe they're starting anything. to, but Just I don't know. Having that relationship with China. So. Well, I just want us all to be friends at the end. So just don't get mad. Um, but I probably I, say, I, I stay away from him. Yeah, I I'll stay away from seriously him. cut Co- you. A couple things I've been waiting for. I'm waiting for Jeff to say disintermediation. I've been waiting for Check. Meg to threaten to cut somebody for a Check. while. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. The world is still shrinking, um, and that's what's blurring the supply chain, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there used to be a supply chain in the travel industry, 
And I'm sure many people remember when travel agents freely roamed the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not saying that there's – and there's still travel agents, and they're very important. Like if you're booking a cruise or you're going to like 16 different countries, uh, super helpful. I still use mm-hmm. a travel agent I for personal travel. One, I yeah, love it. Okay, could you guys not shit on my point, please? Sorry. I'm not shitting on your point. I just use the I'm internet, kidding. Bill. No, I mean, but I, but it did. But a lot of travel agents who weren't adding value, yep. they were just processing transactions. They're gone. Yep. Right, because people wanted to go direct. They figured out, you know, where it became. I think in a long and again, I'm older than than you guys, but there was a time where the thought of booking your air your airplane tickets directly with the airline was a very cumbersome, very scary proposition. It, it was not easy. Same thing with hotels and rental cars, and then as technology made it easier for people to access those things directly well no one wanted to pay a middleman and i think that's kind of what we're seeing here so if there's not value added i think you're going to see the target audience want to disrupt the supply chain because it's easier for them to do so i'm not saying it's right at all and i'm not defending that at all i, yeah. I just think i think what we're seeing here, it's the same thing end users seeing with clients who expect, I want my stuff in two days and I don't want you to charge me for shipping because of Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what we're seeing here. So I do think you're going to see more people testing the waters a little bit, pushing the limits of the handshake agreement we all have in the industry. And uh, I think we all need to be prepared for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I do definitely agree with your your stance, but I think the the difference is that you know the difference between a travel agent and ordering something from a completely foreign country is completely different financially. Uh, oh, <laughs> I agree, a hundred percent. And I think people are going to technology find, could change. It's kind of like they're going to yeah. dip their toe in the water Eventually. and they're going to find out it's really really hot. Yeah, yeah. they're going to they're going to figure out real quick. But, but my point is, I think people will still try to dip their toe in the water. Yeah, and well, they, they already they already are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and that yep. will continue to happen. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome conversation about supply chain. I mean, it, it, on the surface, it's not the sexiest topic in the world, but it's one of those topics that I love why we do this podcast. It's something that we all talk about in kind of the quiet circles at the corner of the bar. You know, can you believe they're going direct and, and so on and so forth. So I think it's a really, really good conversation, and I'm really, really glad we have it. Any, any final words before we wrap up today, guys? Okay, so that's no. I I I I might have said enough. Actions speak louder than words, and you can vote with your wallet. Like, just don't. If you if you have an issue with somebody doing something shady, then just don't use them. Yeah. Well, and those are wise words from a non-powered down Jeff. So, uh, thank you guys. Really enjoyed the talk today, and I'd also be remiss if I didn't thank our our uh, wonderful sponsor in Next Level Apparel. You know, their their part of their approach is really when it comes to releasing new styles, they want to bounce creativity with purpose and ensuring every one of their apparel innovations are useful, wearable, and sellable. They're motivated motivated by making customers' lives better and easier. When their customers win, they win, and they know that. So visit them at nextlevelapparel.com. You're not going to be sorry you did, guys. Great podcast. Thank you so much. Thank Absolutely. You. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.